The DL Debate with Sister Sarah's Letterkenny, serving food you'll love in Sarah's Kitchen. Welcome one and all to the DL Debate. This is your weekly radio show and podcast beaming out from the famous mountaintop studios here in Letterkenny. Later on in the show, we're going to hear from two stalwarts of the Senior Championship, Brenda Kilcoyne and Michael Higgerty, as we look ahead to next week's Senior Championship opening rounds. But first of all, we're going to look back at the weekend's Intermediate and Juniors with the one and only Ferryman. Don't pay the Ferryman, he needs to get paid because he does great work. Of course, it's Donegal News sports correspondent Ryan Ferry. Ryan, how are you this evening? I'm good, Brendan, I'm good. The sun high in the sky here, the form's good. I'm looking <laughs> forward to a big week of championship action. You know yourself? Yes, boy, we got to get we got to get the build-up going, Ryan. There was, a, there was a bit of a, I suppose, a lull after the... Um, Donegal's exit and the manner of it around uh, me turned our attention. We always looked in for a, a, lip, a lift from our championships, and in, in many ways, Ryan, it, I suppose it was nice that the, the the intermediate and junior started first to give them, I suppose, that uh, that that central building in, t- in terms of not being overshadowed by the seniors. So it was nice that they kicked off maybe that week early. Yeah, I I thought so as well. Like, because sometimes you know we're used to the. The, the senior and, and the intermediate and junior all starting the same weekend, and there's, there's so much to get around with the senior championship that it, it's it's hard to uh, the, the intermediate in particular maybe sometimes is swallowed up and you don't really get to it. And it's a brilliant, brilliant competition. Like, and it really deserves as much coverage and exposure as it can get. And you know, I, I was at I was in Port Salon for Gielanada against Terman, and you know, there was people from all over at that match. I've seen people from Dunlow and and. And Michaels and Glenn Swilly, and you know there was a lot of lot of interest, a lot of neutrals there, and you know so it's great that great that the I think it is great that the intermediate and junior started a, a week earlier, and uh, there was good fare, and it looks like we're going to have two good competitions there. Yeah, and do you think Ryan there's to be merit, and and I know obviously in group stages and there's a lot of games not to go through, but maybe balancing it up that you know if, if there was a couple of senior games, you know as, as we get into the season and that on a Sunday maybe intermediate that we'd. I suppose, as you're saying there, give it as much time. I know the county board have, 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 have done well in terms of spacing out times and days and that because there is so many neutrals out there that just love going to see certain games and, 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 and maybe, as you're saying, because of no senior games at the weekend, that those games got that extra bit of interest, which is great for everybody involved. Yeah, listen, like maybe there's a lot of games to get around, and you know you've referees and all this kind of thing to consider as well. And I know there's a couple of games on. I think maybe two games on Friday night this week, which is which is great, and you know because people love going to watch football matches, you know, and and you know, but it's, obviously it's not easy to to have games going on, on Friday nights because you have people working away and have to get back down the road and things and. You know, I understand all that is difficult, but yeah, the, the more games are staggered, the, the better I think for for everyone. Like you know, and uh, so you know, you you'd like to think we'll we'll see more of that going forward. But as I said, you know, it's it's easy for me to say say that you know when when I'm not organising these fixtures, and there's there's probably a lot more to it than than just that. Like you know, yeah, big job getting the fixtures too. Just that game, round, You know, start with that fan at uh, Terman game. Of course, Terman getting relegated. You know, lost a few players to to, to immigration, and Fanon, of course, won in the won in the All Ireland Junior Gaeltic there uh, 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 back in June, and set up for 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 a tasty game. Hard to to call it, and it it, it certainly went down to the wire. Yeah, it, it was it was an interesting game. You know, like I suppose he, you know Fanon had that big success in June, and and they probably had a bit of a drop off after that, and they finished the league okay. 
Um, well, Terman, you know, Terman struggled in the league, but, uh, you know, I was at a couple of their games and it was very, very obvious that they were down players and you knew they, they would be stronger come the championship. You know, and I suppose the other side of it was, and maybe, you know, this is part of it that our championships are starting a bit earlier than usual. You know, Jamie Grant still wasn't back from, I think he was in Philadelphia for the summer, and he wasn't back. And Mark McAteer from Fanad, I think he was in Real and he was in Slovenia or somewhere like that, and he was trying to get back for the match and couldn't quite get it. And I suppose that's the knock on effect of maybe starting starting the championship a wee bit earlier. that Certain teams had to go into games without some of their best players, which maybe not what you want to see either. But um, you know, it's it, an, an interesting game. Terman, you know, set their stall out in the first couple of minutes. They got a lot of bodies behind the ball, and uh, they were hitting Fanet on the counter attack when they won it back. And they were very much the better team in, in the first half. And they led six four at the break, but they had missed a penalty, a great save um, from Mark McConaughey to, to deny and uh, McCormick. And now Terman came back again in the start of the second half, and they moved six points ahead. And you know, you, at that stage, you thought they might win by eight or nine. And uh, like Fanad were struggling, but he plucked the ball out of the air and scored a great, great goal. And in fairness to to Fanad, like they dug deep down the the home stretch and they got their scores to to get a draw. And you know, I'm sure it, it felt very much like a victory for Gielanada after it. Probably felt a wee bit like a defeat. For for Terman, but I suppose it wasn't a defeat. It was still a draw, and you know I'm sure they'll they'll look to build on that going forward. Yeah, fantastic. So some comeback, and listen, that's one of the ones that that, that really gives you. As you said it feels more like a, a victory. Austin Shields coming off the bench. They had a a late late equaliser, 62 minutes. What kind of score was it, Ryan? Did you catch it? I uh, well, I was on the other side now. Um, it was a, it was a, it was a good, it was a good shot. Now I know Washington well, like, and he, he, he um, he's well capable of scoring from from those kind of angles, like. But it was a, it was a, a good shot to, to to land his team a draw, and he got a, another very good one uh, about five or six minutes before that as well. So no, there was plenty, plenty of good scores in the match now. In, in fairness, maybe not the. Uh, maybe not quite the, the rough and tumble you would expect of a local derby. It was a bit, maybe a bit standoffish at times, and perhaps with the way the tactics were, you know, maybe that's the, the way it was. But um, yeah, like it, it was a good, good score to get a draw anyway, definitely. Yeah, and and uh, yeah, it's. I think sometimes you get that, particularly with the way the championship set off. Ren, uh, it's not. You know, you've you've got obviously quite a few chances on it to, to, to make your mark on that so you can get that particularly with the first game it just mightn't hit the, hit the fire tell me um, looking looking around the different uh, games there Neve Columba Neve Breed got promotion from Division 3 but Neve Columba of course semi-finalist last year edging them out 110 to 9 there's there's so many teams in there Ryan, that you, you think um, have potential to, to maybe win the competition but Neve Columba would be certain to the fore that yeah, they definitely are. They've been knocking on the door, Bren, but they haven't even reached the final yet, you know, and we know they've a lot of good young players, but, you know, it's it's just about bringing it all together at the right time of the season. Like, I, I've seen Neve Columba play twice this year already in the league. Now, they had long journeys on both occasions against Milford and Downings, and they were disappointing on both days and didn't quite get it. And, you know, but they were missing players, you know, they didn't have big Kevin McNairn on those days, and, you know, Aaron Doherty. Well, I think Aaron Doherty played against Downers, but didn't have his didn't have his best game. Like you know, so if they have everybody out, I see Lanty Malloy came off off the bench. 
you can get everybody out over the next couple of weeks, they'll be hard to beat. Like, you know, maybe not hugely impressive against Neil Breed over the weekend, but they still got their victory. And, you know, there's definitely a team you would be shocked if they don't make it through to the knockout stages. Like, you know, so there'll be a team that'll be in the equation, definitely. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, of course, last year's beaten finalist, uh, Dunlow, away to Burt, 310 to 9 points. That was a big victory. Uh, I mean, I know that obviously the hurling lads was are back in the fold as well. And, would have had the, I suppose it was tough after losing the county final, but to to come back in and get get ready for championship. But certainly, I think Dunlow would be very disappointed, particularly with their with their uh, replayed performance in last year's final. So they looked at like they're coming in ready to ready to make up for last year's uh, defeat. Certainly, a, a brilliant start for them. Yeah, it, it definitely was because you know Burton struggled over the last couple of years, but they got a bit of momentum winning that league title. And I, you know, I I thought that game would be closer now on on Friday evening. I thought Burton at home, you know, can be sticky opponents, but I suppose Dunlow hadn't really a very impressive league campaign. They've t- tried out, they've blooded a few young players. And, uh, you know, I, I noticed on the transfer list that Adam Neely is, is transferred back in from Australia, you know, so he didn't play on Friday night, but he would be a massive, massive boost if, if he was back. Um, they were saying that Oshin Boner would be out for the season, but Oshin Boner played and he scored a goal and uh, I think a point and Ginsburg. So, you know, Ryan Connors is in America. I don't know what the story is there and when he'll be back. So, you know, when all said and done here, Dunlow are going to be a hard team to beat as well. Like, you know, if they can, you know, they'll be disappointed in the league. They'll come out on the wrong side of a couple of close matches and maybe they'll take a, a few learnings from that as as the inter-county boys say they're all into their learnings. I don't know if Dunlow will be able to take something from that going forward, but they'll definitely be a team in the reckoning as well. Yeah, yeah. Certainly see themselves as a senior team they'll do, Ryan. I mean, that was a... They had a long, long history of senior football and they'll be, they'll be very keen to get back up there again. And, but Bunkrana, one twelve convoy, nine points. Um, Keelan McGonagall, by all all the all accounts, had a, had a horse of a game in the midfield. I was just wondering, I was thinking back to that injury they picked up, uh, I suppose, in, in terms of season me Bunkrana. Now, it might have given them that bit of break, a bit of freshness coming in. He, he certainly had a brilliant match, man, the match, and chipping in me four points as well. Yeah, well, like he, he's a warrior, really, Keelan. Like he's he's a brilliant, brilliant player, and you know, he, it probably took him a wee bit of time to get up to speed with things with Donegal because he he had he had missed such a long time. But you know, you would imagine he'd be refreshed and, and ready to go now. And you know, Bunkrana have a lot of big men. Like you know, you've you've Peter McLaughlin, you've Ryan McElhenney, you've Keelan McGonigal, you've Oshin O'Flaherty around the middle, you've John Campbell and the full forward line so they're big physical presence like you know and now I think they did get um, told they got a couple of injuries there I think their their full back Sean Doherty was on the under 20 team I, th- I think he picked up an injury he was in crutches today so you know that's that's going to be a big blow to them going forward I think Convoy you know were, were sticky enough opponents for them for a good while and um, Darrell O'Connor, uh, it was good to see him come on he, he hasn't played a huge amount of football this year but he got a goal and you know, if taking if Bunkrana can keep him fit, like he'll he'll cause a lot of problems to intermediate teams in this championship. Mm. Certainly, yeah. Downing's Red Hughes postponed. Uh, there was a, there was a bereavement in in Red Hughes. Uh, I was I was looking um, um, the one, one result I suppose that uh, didn't uh, 
give too much interest. Low scoring. Um, Ryan, uh, Neve Wara and Malin won six to five points. I was thinking that they stop at half time, but um, I think it was blustery uh, down there on, on on the coast. I think I'll I'll forgive them for that there because it, because it was such a low scoring game. But again, quite a few one point victories in there, uh, uh, Ryan. But certainly a good start for 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 Neve Wara. Well, I'm going to officially announce my retirement from making predictions, Brendan, <laughs> because I, I, al- I always back against Nivora, and I don't know why when they go down to the banks, because they are just so hard to beat down the banks. And uh, they, they did it again. You know, like very few people would have given them a chance to beat Malin, and Malin team that were flying high, but I suppose Danny, Karen Donna, and he probably had a good insight into into some of the Malin players. I've seen him maybe at O'Donnell Park the week before to watch them against Downins. He came up with a plan and, you know, they were, I think, good victors. I think they were well ahead and, and, and Malin finished strong. You know, I think Malin were without Benny Fildara McLaughlin and that would be a big loss to them. And bit of a blow that to Malin because, you know, things were going very well for Malin and then they lost that league final and now they've lost down here at the, at the bank. So, you know, they, they'll have a bit of, bit of work to do going forward now and probably the, the great thing about this championship is you know there, there are teams that will think you know they can get it together if, if things go right but they probably all have a few flaws in them as well so definitely definitely going to be interesting to see how it plays out now over the next couple of weeks mm, Danny O'Donnell of course he always seems to have his teams well set up uh, get gets the most from his players huge trip of course from Malin and as you said after the bit of heartbreak of losing that league final maybe it was just a wee bit of wee bit of hangover I'd say they'll be difficult particularly at, the, at their home uh, patch now as the championship goes on Ryan yeah oh, they'll definitely have I think they've burnt this week and you know you'd expect them to get get back on on, on winning terms against Burt. Like they have good forwards like anybody who was at, at um, O'Donnell Park the week before you know Christy Fildara scored a goal and you'll do well to see a better goal than at all cracker like and a good Good forwards in there. Josh Conlon going really well. So they are they are a good team, and um, you know they, they'll be dangerous opponents for whoever they come across. Yeah, Josh doing the lion's share of the scoring there for the man. Man, he needs it. Maybe needs a bit of help in there, Ryan. All right, Ryan. Yeah, that's it. The intermediate uh, set up the, f- the, f- the first week anyway, and uh, looking at the juniors now. Of course, last year's beaten finalist Letter Kenny Gales. They kind of again no more than maybe done low in that replay. Really give a poor account of themselves in the, in the final against Downing. So they hit was it three points? I mean, it was it was hard to believe. But listen, the the um, improved in that substantially away to Eve Calm Kill at the weekend. Big big victory, three fifteen to two two. Um, Ryan and of course Eve Calm Kill recently their, their management team stepped down. There was a bit of a a situation uh, inside the inside the uh, club, and uh, Stephen Davenport and uh, Kieran Kellen was on with them there, both stepped down. So it was a tough uh, couple of weeks for Eve Calm Kill to try and steady the ship going into that. And and I don't know. Listen, it was a huge victory, Ryan. In a way, Larry Kinnegill's made it too much, but that certainly didn't help them uh, get ready for this championship match. No, it's, it's definitely not. And, uh, you know, when Calm Kill have had a couple of tough years and it looked like they were steadying up a bit. You know, they did okay in, in the league. Not not brilliant in Division 3, but they were fairly steady around mid-table. And, you know, things seem to have unraveled a wee bit there now over the last couple of weeks. And I think, looking at that transfer list again, I think Daniel Clark is, is on the move to North London Shamrocks. Like, you know, so that's going to be a, a huge blow to, blow to them as well. So, you know, I'm sure they'll just be thinking about trying to steady the ship now and, and see out the season as, as best they can. But, 
yeah, Letterkenny Gales. You know, Letterkenny Gales has been a, a tough year for them, and and for for teams like Letterkenny Gales who who were in Division Two, and they were trying very very hard to stay in Division Two, and they managed to do that, and now they have to go into the Championship. It's a long haul. It's a it's a long long season to try and keep keep going on those two fronts, and uh, you know they've used a lot of players this year. The Conor McBurty was away in Madrid. He's back now. He's got a big boost for them. Um, Ronan Freyan seems to be going very well. Shay Doherty's back going well again as well. So, yeah, they'll be they'll be thinking that they have a good chance in this championship. Larry Kenny Gales, but you know they're another team. They've been knocking on the door. They've been in two of the last three finals, and uh, you know it's going to take a good team to beat them. But you know I'm sure I think they play Karen Donna this weekend, so probably get a better test in that game. Yeah, yes indeed, Ryan. The Union's had a big victory uh, over Robert Emmett. Well, 114-11, Lee McMonigal rolling back the years there, by with 1-9. The GOAT was in there do, do, doing the damage in that game. Um, Ryan, Ryan, just just looking across the other games, only Fulton, there's a spare side, a spare team. They, they had no game this weekend. The other three sides was uh, any shown teams. They all won. Um Making there'll be so, a couple of interesting derbies in any showing as this junior championship goes on. Now the first of them, uh, Karen Donna, that was the the narrowest, a, a one point victory there as well against Narasa. Again, big trip from Narasa down to Karen Donna and, and coming up just that short, that bit short. Yeah, I was at that game in Foden yesterday, and uh, a strange, strange game, Bren, because you know. Narasa looked so dominant in the first half and I think they were one eight to four points up and Karen got the last two points in in the first half and now Karen did have the breeze in the second half but I wouldn't have given them a hope at half time to be honest um, everything was going well for Narasa and Killian Boner Declanson was absolutely flying it in at full forward by himself he was doing causing havoc and um, you know but uh, Cardona brought on big Ryan Kelly at half time and uh, you know we, yeah, I don't, Ryan didn't it wasn't like he, he scored 6 or 7 points but he just it gave them a bit of leadership a bit more shape and a bit more presence around the middle and they soon started to claw back their their deficit and they got 3 points in front and then they also got a great goal from Aidan McHugh and Karen went back down and got another point and then they also at the end they felt that they had got a leveller and, uh, you know, I think one of the umpires gave it, one of the umpires didn't give it. And when the referee went in, um, he decided that it was a wide. And the Rossa were not happy about that decision after the match. Now, I was on the other side of the pitch, so I, I, I'm not just, I'm not doing an Arsene Wenger and saying I didn't see it here, but yes. I didn't have a good view on it now, to be honest. But, um, so I don't know that the Ross boys definitely not happy after the game, but, it's interesting, Karen Donna, you know, Connor Donald was is injured, uh, Fergal Doherty and Donald Doherty both injured as well. So they're they're down some some key personnel at, at the minute and it's gonna be it's gonna be difficult for them unless they can get those players back on the pitch I feel, you know. So um elsewhere I think Oris probably the performance in the weekend to beat Muff by I think it was one fifteen to four points. Um, you know, really, really impressive. And Oris is kinda of a strange league campaign where I did, you know, a couple of teams didn't travel up to play them, and they probably feel, you know, might like get their full value out of the league campaign. Um, so, be interesting to see how how they go.
Mavell had a big victory away to Perico as well and uh, you know as expected probably to be fair um, but you know I, I saw Mavell play in, in the league earlier this year and you know there wasn't many defensive systems going on that day Brendan they, they kicked the leather of the ball it was brilliant to watch yeah. um, now it, it, it was a league game you know when the when the cut and thrust to championship comes in, maybe maybe there'll be more of a, a defensive approach there, but hopefully not because it, it it really they really had a go in that game that I saw, and now they were defeated that day, but um, they didn't die wondering anyway. Yeah, and, and Ryan, that's interesting you say that at the end because you know, you're on about the hangover of of Donegal and that. I know. Listen, I'm not just saying we're looking for county players that, but we're looking for good football to be played and and people to to go and open up and play a bit. And I, and I love hearing you saying uh, examples of that of t- teams that are actually using the kick pass and try and open up the pitch and put a bit of energy and a bit of you know excitement into their games. Yeah, well, like, that's that's what people want to go and see, like you know and. You know, maybe maybe we're a bit rich here when you're a neutral and you're not into it and you don't have the skin in the game. Like, and you know, boys boys are maybe training since January, and you know, if somebody tells them that a defensive approach is is the best way to win them the championship, they're going to buy into it, and that's fair enough as well. But you know, I definitely think you know if if teams can win by playing a more expansive style of play and and going for it, you know, it would be great to see because, like you say, you know. You look at this. Like we do need to get more footballers through for Donegal. You know, like we're we we're bringing through very similar style footballers, and uh, you know, a wee bit more variety for whoever the new senior county manager will be. I'm sure they would very much appreciate it. Like so, hope, hopefully, we see some some good football over three championships now um, over the next month or two. Uh, brilliant Ryan and listen of course Ryan as I say about the Gales great to see them posting that score and similar score they with Dunlow posted of course the Gales only coming up by three points in the final Dunlow in that replay five points and I think that's the thing Ryan you know regardless of, of, of how you look at it if you lose a game without properly having a go I always think what's the point but I guess it's that balance isn't it Ryan listen you were out and about over the place there Ryan you would have needed a helicopter hey fair play to you for, for rounding all that up and, and giving us the feedback on those games, Ryan. I presume the expenses have gone up a bit to to cover this uh, this fuel hike, has it? I hope so. I don't think so, Brent. I don't <laughs> think it works like that, unfortunately. Uh, well, listen, you you you'll be driving there at the Frank at, Craig will be. Yeah. <laughs> Frank Craig will be pushing the matter, no doubt. No doubt. Listen, I'm highlighting it here. He sent me a text there. Make sure you made some expenses. <laughs> Good man. Uh, listen, I'm in the same boat. Don't worry about it. Uh, Ryan, listen, brilliant stuff there. Ryan Ferry of the Donegal News are rounding up that uh, intermediate and uh, junior first week of championship. Brian, thanks very much. We'll speak to you as the summer goes on, sir. Thank you, Brendan. Appreciate it. Ryan Ferry there, fair play to him. And now, as I said at the top of the show, we're going to look ahead to the senior championships this week. And I'm joined by two men between them who have played enough senior football for about six lifetimes. It is the one and only St. Judans, Brendan Kilcoyne and Kilcarge, Michael Higgity. Lads, how are you this evening? All good, Brendan. Yeah, thank you. Lads, I'm just, uh, Higgs, I still can't get my head around this time time frame. That, and every time I think about it, I can't, I, I just, is it rechargeable batteries? It must be the good woman there, Fanula, is it? Or the Kilcar air, but I mean, I was talking to Greg Hughes this morning. There, um, I was trying to figure out how many years. It's twenty. If you play this year, how many? How many years consistent senior championship? Well, I don't know, Brenda. I don't know will it be, will it be playing at all this year, but um, <laughs> ah, it's, 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 it's gone on fairly fast. To be honest with you, it, um, it seems a long time um, looking back on the years. But um, 
I suppose when you're in the habit of just playing and training with the local club, you one year rolls on to the next, and I suppose it's um, sometimes it gets easier, sometimes it gets harder. But I suppose in my predicament, um, in the last few years, with the way the team has gone, it's, it's got a lot easier compared to maybe the earlier years. But um, ah, no, it's always enjoyable. And you know what? I was saying to Greg this morning, talking about you, Michael, how you played the game. Listen, you were a classy footballer. You were you you, you had a great brain in the game, which means. The physical side of it, which obviously you had, you could put the ball over the bar, you could spray passes, but because of the way you played the game, you were always thinking maybe we step ahead anyway, so maybe as the legs slowed a wee bit, you were still able to contribute to the game in terms of what you could bring, you know, that skill set kind of helped you as the years went on. Yeah, and it's funny, I suppose, of, of um, years, uh, when we started off playing first, you know, which was more or less traditional man-on-man, 15 up the field, and um I suppose you had a maybe one your your own battle with your own man and and, and um, if you're on you know, players that time you know would have been going flat out for the ball and going as hard as they can and getting the ball down and you'd have been exposed a lot more and I suppose the, the way the game has changed in the last few years there's a lot of men dropping back and there's always free men and you know you see a lot of defenders now maybe cornerbacks getting free and then maybe they don't want the ball and um, uh, the whole thing has changed and. I suppose we could have said for years that maybe Gaelic football never developed at all. It was it was really traditionally fifty on and they might have taken a corner forward out and played around the middle, which I would have done for years, you know. But I suppose there's there's so much free space there in the game uh, and the pitch in general, the way the game is played at the moment, around the middle third uh, especially. So maybe it just suits um, the way it's worked out, you know. But yeah. um, Definitely now, if I was just down first branch, um, I wouldn't be in the top, <laughs> top couple anyway. The, the transition to, to the old blanket and, and, and grip and, and the way it's played has helped you. Yeah, I get that. Ren, in terms of obviously your time at St. Junins and, and previously Tubba Curry, have you, have you an idea how many years you played senior championship? Oh, um, I played, I played senior the first year for in 85 for Tubba Curry, Brendan. We actually got beaten in the county final after two replays by a St. Mary's Sligo Town team. Hmm. And we had four men sent off in the third game. And I wasn't one of them, Brendan, just to clarify that, you know. <laughs> um, so I played with them. I won the championship the next year with Tubber in 86 and another one in 91. And I came up here then. And I think I stopped playing in 2003 and foolishly went straight into management in 2004, <laughs> Brendan. That was yeah. a stressful few years. <laughs> um, but no, listen, I loved every minute of it. I loved my, my involvement both at home in Sligo and up here with some great years, with some great times. And, you know, I don't think yourself and myself, Brendan, would have survived under modern regimes with all the these strength and conditioning classes. We, we, we were good at the party and back in the day, so we were. That's it, that's it. So what, what do you think you did then? You, about 15, 16 years, was it, Brendan? Yeah, about that, Brendan, yeah, 16, 17 years. So Higgs, you, you potentially maybe on the 26, 27, if you do uh, play, you'd be in there around that, right? Yeah, we could get Calcoin back for another couple of years there. <laughs> I'll tell you no so chance much. of that with the hips, Nicky, I'm afraid. I'm looking back to 1996 when you first played. Um, that's when the MLS was joined. We're going way back here. Prince Charles divorced uh, Diana. Nintendo 64 was launched. And I'll tell you another one, Mad Cow Disease uh, hit, hit, hit that time as well. Like, so that's how far back we're going, Eggs, whenever you put on the put on the boots for Kilcare Senior. Yeah, I, I would remember um, we had a very good minor team that year, 96. Um, we had a, our vocational school team, won um, all Ireland vocational school team. And um, 
with the majority of that team then went on and um, was a backbone of our minor team. And um, we nearly had a clean sweep that year. We won everything and we ended up getting beat in the semi-final that year against Leash. And um, I, play, I would have played reserve with the club that year and um, the senior team would have been, we had a good senior team and most of the boys would have loads of championship medals uh, won and I suppose some of them were coming to, to an end. But we ended up playing um, Kelly Beggs who were extremely strong in that time too and um, I think it would have came on in the last minute, you know. But it's funny, going into the dressing rooms them days, the first thing you would have been you would have got would have been the smell of the pizza or maybe water green <laughs> or something like that there where you don't get it anymore you know so it's funny how, how the whole thing changed and everybody would come in with their wee small bags and whatnot and just put the bags down and, and get on with it and, and, and whatnot you know so um, uh, a lot has changed the right side since, since, since then you know And your eldest lad's flying there with, with Kilcar in the county uh, Michael what is he now? Uh, Jack hmm. Yeah, yeah, he's involved with under 16s and 17s, so uh, he loves the football, so um, um, he would have been involved with Brendan there. You might get a wee father and son yet. Uh, are you holding on yeah. to that, We had him, Brendan, we had Jack in with the minors this year. Sorry, putting across there, mate. We had him in with the minors. Great lad, great attitude. And, you know, I know he's involved with the under 16s. I think the Moncrana Cup final is coming up this weekend, possibly or the weekend after, but um, he's minor again next year, but top, top lad. Really enjoyed working with him all year. Yeah, good, good lad. I met him a few times as well. How could he not be? Um, Ma- Michael, I, I'm just thinking, you know, across our time, not thinking the under county stuff. That's a different story. But we obviously have the horrors of of our ma, and now even our ma man down uh, having to listen to him uh, every night. What's what's what's? <laughs> I'm only joking, by the way, Barry Wagan. He's he's a bit bigger than me, but listen, is uh, things have gone well for you so far this season, um, uh, Michael? And I know you haven't just gone back and. Uh, uh, fully to training yet, but um, what's what's the vibes about the club at the start of the season here for championship? Yeah, it's it's, it's uh, I haven't been involved uh, much at all uh, this year because um, between work and and whatnot. But uh, no, at the moment uh, we've a lot of young players there, a lot of young players coming through, and everyone that wants to play senior football, um, there would have been a lot of them playing reserve for the last couple of years, but they've come through there now and. Um, with Conor Cunningham, a um, young local man that's taken over the team and um, he's brought um, Barry in. So, listen, they, they're, they're doing well. They're getting on with things. And they're all mad, keen to get involved and play. And, and um, I suppose that tradition is there in Kilcare that you, they want to be playing senior football and um, trying to win championships. And regardless whether we always, uh, if we ever had a strong team or a weak team or whatever, we always thought that we could try and win a championship. And, um, um, it, it's whether you do or, or, or you don't on that particular year it, it, it helps the young boys coming through and it gets them into um, a frame mind of trying to you know get better and uh, progress you know so at the moment like they won the league there they've done very very well um, been very consistent so um, it's a good stepping stone I think this year with the league was probably a lot of teams didn't bother much about it you know but they just wanted to get things played you know so yeah, but different too with championship it was, it was like coming a, in, you know uh, it was a real pre-competition uh, Higgs that yeah it was hard to kind of read a lot and I know you just played Glenn Mahara friendly there you know it seems to be a thing there where, where Donegal teams now you know if they're serious about the championship maybe want uh, uh, they pay a good side from another county and a friendly they, to get a maybe a barometer of where, of where they're at Yeah and it's funny I never thought there a couple of years back there when um, uh, I remember going up to older Conor McShane in the car we were heading up to play um um, the Dublin club team um, 
I'd sit in the meath there and I was to myself, geez, I never thought I would see the day we'd be going to play in the lakes of, um, what was it? Um, geez, I can't think, uh, Dr. Crook, what, I'm not sure offhand exactly the team, um, at the moment, but, um, like we would have been going all over the, uh, uh, Ulster, maybe down the country trying to play these top teams, you know, and, yeah. you know, I never would have thought that we would have been at that level where you'd been able to, play top notch club teams around you know which was great like and good experience and the different brand of football and I suppose we get bogged down too much within their own uh, county too playing the same teams and uh, different uh, club teams know who to mark and who to watch you know so it gives a bit of freedom too to our own players that they go, can go and express themselves and um, you know it's more enjoyable too you know Yeah funny about a friend from Clumber and <clears throat> you, you, you were playing the Gaeltic there many many moons ago but he was always raving about Kilcarra on Unreal footballers that you had, and of course that attacking talent was was never in doubt. Um, but Brent, just looking ahead to the to, to the championship kicking off now, and just we uh, I was talking to Ryan Ferry previously about the intermediate and junior, and some of the games maybe didn't catch fire. You know, we're after that league um, uh, season where you know teams was kind of just complete pre championship stuff. But with the with the groups in the championship and the and the, the different draws and that, do you, do you think we've taken a wee bit of fire out of the championship? Does, does teams maybe take a wee a bit to get going in, in in this first game? You know, before we'll see kind of real championship action. Yeah, probably, Brendan. Like you know, listen, the, the stronger teams will obviously expect to get off on a good foot, so they will. But I think you know you could. In a preview of this year's championship, you could just rinse and repeat from last year's, Brendan. You're looking at the same protagonist and at the top of the list. You know, obviously St. Junins, Nate Connell, Kilcar and Gidor are the four teams. They're the top four. And you're wondering, will anyone break into that? And, you know, there are a few likely kind of Glenn Finn, you know, have been come on a lot and introduced some really good young blood in the last couple of years, like Sean Ward. Luke McGlynn, Dan Marley, these young fellas that have really energised them and I'd say they'd be happy enough with their league campaign. But overall, Brendan, you know, it's, it's the winner is going to come out of one of them four. You'd have to fancy so it is. You know, it's hard to see anyone else breaking that monopoly that's there. Had Gidor fallen a wee bit off? Possibly, but we know the talent that they have and we, we just know how good they are. There's so many good players down there, but obviously the loss of Orr McFadden Ferry is a big loss to them, so that's a big setback for Trevor and his management team down there. But, you know, looking at the first round games here, you're looking at, you know, St. Michael's, McCool's, can one of these teams push on kind of thing again McCool's have a lot of good young talent and obviously Oshin Gallen coming back from the States is going to be a big factor in how they progress but you know they, they, they did a good win last weekend against Milford and then you have you know four masters these other teams the Arua seem to have a good, very good league campaign and have some, you know, they have a good mixture of experienced players with youth. Can they make the next step up? And their clash with Bundorn will be an interesting one among the watch local derby in the second round. Yeah, right. Ben, and see, see that on Saturday we've got, we've got four masters and, um, Clahanili. Clahanili, of course, up as, uh, intermediate championships in St. Unions, um, are playing St. Nalls. Of course, St. Nalls made it sticky from in last year's championship, even down to 14 men. Uh, they've split the game. So I don't know. There's talk of a Friday game, um, Bryn. I, I, it's not in the actual notes here yet. There's talk of maybe a game on a Friday. The county board are a bit like all, all weekends trying to split up the action. We've, four masters are down for Saturday there at half three, St. Unions at home then at five o'clock. And then, uh, at six o'clock, St. Michael's already playing McCool's. That's the first uh, round. Yeah. Have you heard anything about a Friday night game? 
I haven't, no, but I think a Friday night game would be of interest to a lot of Donegal spectators that would allow them to get an extra game in. Brendan, I think it'd be a good idea. And, I, you know, I think it's good for lads that are involved in squads too that these games are a bit rolled out on a Friday and Saturday night. It gives them Sunday to spend with families or to have a bit of crack themselves kind of thing too, you know. Um, but I haven't heard anything concrete on what the fixtures are going to be for the weekend. But I know there are a lot of people out there that like to get to as many matches as possible and if the county board can facilitate that, it would obviously be in everyone's interest. Yeah, yeah. And and certainly, um, uh, Michael, the, the teams around you there, um, Kilcar shaping up at the minute, and what about your neighbours in, in Killy Beggs as well? You know, we, I suppose from, from your time growing up and all those years you played, there was a time there, M- Michael, where Killy Beggs were, were nearly uh, unbeatable at times in, in the senior championship. Have you seen any signs of them that they can, can get back on the team that could, could challenge for a championship? Yeah, well, I, I suppose uh, definitely they were an exceptional team there back in the 90s uh, and so on. And they'd absolutely very strong team. Um, probably should have won another club title. Um, they were that strong at that stage. And um, I know when, when I started off playing, um, uh, you know, you end up, if you end up beating Killy Beggs, you would nearly have a good chance of winning a championship. And there used to be great crowds and great balls leading up to all them matches, you know. But um, uh, like that, a lot of that that team had moved on, and and I suppose they're rebuilding there at the moment. And the good probably victory just to survive in Division One and keep the young lads um, playing Division One football, so it should be a big boost for them, you know. And um, they would have lost a lot of players too going to America there in the last four or five years, probably young lads moving away and whatnot, you know. But they have a good team there, and um, they um, they're, they're good enough on any given day to beat anybody, you know. So. Um, um, they, they will improve and as I say they're a very young team and again they're traditionally wise um, they've Manus involved and Barry McGowan and, and involved in the backroom staff so they'll be able to give them plenty of advice and, and, and good, we'll good man exactly. along, you know? big, big Hugh you had to get an operation there I don't know how much that's going to keep him out uh, Michael I don't know how, what, what kind of um, what kind of time frames on that there obviously he's, he's, he's the main man for them Absolutely massive uh, loss if he's not available. There was word going that he was going to have to have an operation. He probably came back a bit too early to the county scene and um, he didn't get himself up to speed and he was um, probably injured most of the year, you know. So he's a massive player and a very, an exceptionally good club footballer. Um, like I've seen him play numerous times and um, I often thought if he gets that um, frame of mind, to play county football and he was given a bit more freedom around the middle with the county team he would be an exceptional uh, left for Donegal you know but um, he's only a young player and um, he'll have loads of years ahead of him to, to get uh, to get into it you know Yeah of course um, Kelly Beggs at home to Glen Fan that's down for a 12 uh, throw in there on the on the Sunday Glen Swilly Neve Connell then um, Brendan is there a couple of teams in there Brendan you mentioned there obviously the likes of Glen Fan and a possible A Rua or someone that to, to to make the step up. Is there other teams in there are you know looking to how would you say Brian, consolidate, make sure they're playing senior football? But that obviously Glenn Swilly narrowly staying up in the senior championship um um last year. Is is it something going into this season that they'll be under a bit of under a bit of pressure just to make sure they're they stay at senior until they get some of this uh, talented underage teams that's coming through? Yeah, listen, they're, they're, they're currently going through kind of building a new team. We know how successful they were over the last 10 years and, you know, largely inspired by Michael Murphy, but not only Michael Murphy. And they have introduced a lot of young players, you know, and they, their clash with Nave Connell, they a couple of feisty affairs down through the years. So, you know, Glenn Swilly at home, 
you would now you would certainly wouldn't write them off, but you would just think that Nate Connell would have too much for them, and you know. Nate Connell, you know, you think about Nate Connell and you look at all the big men, which wouldn't be stereotypical kind of Nate Connell footballers, the likes of Nathan Byrne, Charlie McGuinness, Kieran Gallagher, these types of big, big men, Brendan, that they've introduced into their team over the last number of years. And you just think that there's so many balls to their string. Now, the big problem, I suppose, for Nate Connell was losing Owen McGettigan last year because he's a class week footballer, so he is. And mm. I felt that he was a big, big miss for them last year. And I'm not sure where he is in his recovery or if he's back yet, but it'll be a big, tall order for Glenn Swilly. But going back to your original point, Jag, Glenn Swilly will want to stay senior. They'll want to keep up there for a couple of years. And, you know, Michael Murphy is still their driving force. And any team that has a Michael Murphy in them always has a chance. Yeah, that's true. And uh, you've, you, um, I just heard Martin Regan's uh, Barry Dunyans in the background uh, for Neve Connell. Now, did you hear that, Brendan? I wasn't aware of that. No, I yeah. wasn't aware of only, that. Only heard that. Only it. heard that the other day. I know uh, you know in the league you don't you don't hear too much, but certainly by uh, Barry nearly beat us single handedly in the county final back <laughs> in the early nineties. If you remember, Brendan, <laughs> he looked like he was about sixteen. Him with his skin here, there he was about that's right. Yeah, he was yeah. about seven or eight stone, but hey, it didn't matter. Right? <laughs> he cost us a lot of trouble. Wasn't too many he was able to keep up with them anyway. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. Yes, indeed. Uh, uh, yeah, looking at you, you mentioned Gidor there, Bren. Um, Trevor Alcorn in there, McFadden Ferry out. You know. You know, as yet, you know, no one's talking about uh, Gidor. Um, could that kind of suit them, maybe going into this uh, uh, championship brand? Because, listen, they still have all the ingredients. They have the core of that team that, you know, uh, uh, won the championship, should have won another one, won Ulster, you know. Um, so, listen, you can't rule out Gidor. Never rule out Gidor. And, you will. again, I know that from experience down through the years. And, you know, if, if Gidor can get on a run early on, get the dressing room tight, you know, sort out them issues that they seem to have sometimes down there during the year kind of thing. They're going to be a, an, an awesome team because they've got so many balls to string and so many quality footballers, as you mentioned. So, you know, it's all about momentum in Gidor. If they can get a couple of wins early, get the dressing room tight, all pulling in the one direction, they're capable of beating any of the, them top four teams on a given day. And, you know, that's unquestionable. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see, can Trevor get that out of them? Can he pull the dressing room together and drive them on? Because, I don't think any of the other teams would be, you know, they're, 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 they've got so much quality all over the pitch. So they have, and, you know, you have a relatively fresh Neil McGee. Okay, he's getting on in the years, but he's fresh and mad for football. He's trained all year and hasn't had much football. His fitness is crucial to them. And, you know, obviously, Bourne then, um, we all want to see Oren playing because he's so, he's so easy on the eye to watch as a footballer kind of thing. But that's interspread then with a whole load of quality players, the Keen Mulligans, Neil Carroll's. You know, if uh, Ashi are, if if just players all over the pitch that can hurt you if they're in good shape and if they're playing the right way, Brendan. Yeah, and definitely agree. Yeah, they're a dangerous prospect. Uh, Michael, just rewinding the clock a few seasons there to the the, the, the year you went to the Ulster final. Um, do you think that that team, Michael, maybe should have won more because um, we've seen some absolutely brilliant football from you, particularly in that season. I mean. If if you looked at it, I I always say that you were unfortunate. He's come up against an All Ireland uh, capable one in team as in Slough Neil. They had the experience and they they, they had so much. Uh, uh, I suppose uh, gained at that stage to just come on against them, Michael. But I often go back to the semi final. I was up at your game against Scotstown and Clonus. You know, and you you basically wiped the floor of them. 
Um, I mean, it, it was an unbelievable performance. And in, in the following season, of course, Gidor meets Scottsdale in the final and it aids him out by a point. Now, I know each game's different, each season's different. But I often thought if you said a came that year later, Michael, you would have won an Ulster. Um, firstly, I suppose, Michael, was that, is that a big regret? Obviously, it's a big regret. But is it a regret that that team then probably didn't get back to those heights? Yeah, it was. Uh, I suppose when we won the championship that year, we possibly should have won um, the, the year before. Then Swally beat us in the final, and I think we were red hot favourites uh, on the final. But um, Glen Swally being Glen Swally, they they turned us that day and uh, extremely wet day in Balbuffet. And um, Q Martin was in charge of it that year, and we would have prepared very very well. Uh, I think we won the league that year, handing up uh, and. Um, we were in line to win the championship and um, didn't work out, you know. Um, just with championship being championship and a once-off game, um, everybody can be caught. So I suppose we, we probably should have come through a, a year or two before that. And then when we did come through, um, it was great. Like we won the championship and we, we did play Scottsdale and played extremely well and whatnot. And you're right there, uh, Brent, what you're saying is uh, Slough Neal, our fabulous club team. And um, we had four goal chances in that uh, game um, against them. And, uh, we just didn't take them. Uh, we didn't take them all, which we needed them. And this was a great game of football. And, and they ended up with you ourselves. That if we, if we did get over them, that would, uh, the winners would end up winning off their club because I think it was a cabin team that we uh, we ended up playing, and they won it fairly comfortable. So, yeah, it was uh, the following year. Then I suppose we had a couple of big injuries. Uh, we actually played um, a challenge match, and um, we lost Ryan McHugh through a head injury. Um, it's actually St. Vincent's so we, we played in a challenge match um, uh, when we went down the country and it, it really cost us and uh, we had one or two players um, one or two players injured uh, that, that, that year and uh, Glenty's actually beat us in the, uh, up in um, Donegal Town and we uh, we lost Mark McHugh to an injury and we were, we lost we, we were down three or four of our better players and um, we were just hanging up, hanging on and we ended up getting beat by a point well and she got a goal near the very end so I so if we had our full team that year definitely we probably would have got over the line I think Patrick McBride was actually injured too he hurt it, uh, He was actually out too so we were down two or three of our best players and um, it's all down to luck you, you can be very fortunate and, and have everybody available for them couple of years and if you're down two or three players uh, especially your, your better players um, it, it takes its toll on the team you know uh, we got them back then a year uh, the following year and whatnot. but um, you lose momentum and, and but definitely it's a massive regret that we didn't kind of try and push you on a bit better maybe a year or two before that and get over the line and have a bit of maybe one or two championships for one and then progress on, on Dulster and uh, learn from it you know because for most of us even at that level uh, playing with the club uh, um, against these better club teams it was uh, all new and it was a great experience you know Yeah I suppose listen Mick I'm, I'm not I suppose I don't, don't mean it's a, a, a regret that way but championships I suppose when you get on a roll like that I mean what I've seen of you as an Ulster that year and even how you put it up as you say they, they slot needle was, was unreal and if you've seen obviously Gidor then you know it didn't seem to kick on from that it's as if maybe in certain years just as you said between players being fully fit and everything aligns and the balls is right and you know we, we've had that a few years Brian Mason Junions as well where there's even years we won the championship and we weren't even playing that well but there's other years and you think I we're definitely going to won it this year you're pretty sure about that I guess certain things kind of come together the right ingredients the right coach and management and, and, and everybody buying in can, can lead to a very very successful season and I suppose that's 
that's from that time, Higgs. It can be so hard then to get back. You kind of think that year after that that run, uh, that game against Slough Neal, that you, you're going to push on and, and get back there again. But that can be a difficult thing to do. Yeah, absolutely. Because I think, you know, Kidor had, the, you know, they showed by them winning the championship the following year. They did the potential to win off the club. Glenty's uh, potential to win off the club. You know, units are coming now and they've the potential to win off the club. And, you know, um, Donegal, it's funny where maybe years ago, Donegal club football was never at the level where Armagh or Derry or Tyrone clubs were at. And then all of a sudden, the Donegal clubs were probably the best in Ulster. Um, uh, I know uh, Kilcool have been, they've won seven, six, seven uh, championships and they've been knocking on the, on the door, so they've been very consistent. But then all of a sudden, you've got these four or five Donegal teams as good as anybody in Ulster. For them to try and get out of their own county is a massive struggle, mm-hmm. and for to achieve that, then you need so much luck. And as you say, all the dots still align up and have everybody fresh, everybody, uh, but um, team going well, and get get that better luck that you need. You know, so yeah. um, I suppose uh, it was the strength of the Donegal club that probably would have stalled it uh, for each other. Uh, each of us to maybe in, you know, we didn't progress the maybe in the way we should have. You know, where. I suppose if any of them club teams would have come through maybe 10 years ago, you could have been maybe two or three under your belt. But that's the way it goes. And, and it only helps club football. And it, it, it should have a good knock-on effect really too for your county team, you know? Yeah, yeah. There might be another one under the belt yet. There might be another chapter, chapter in the Michael Higgity famous story here. Mike, listen, lads, we're, we're, we're out of time here. Brilliant round up there, uh, uh, lads. Listen, and Mickey, I agree totally, but I, I think tactics, what you, what you said, the change in tactics has means that the, the Ulster, the Donegal teams are good in because they're set up and they counter-attack, it protects them in the game and it allows them then to play. And I think for years, Brendan, we with them, we were too open and you played very physical, hardened teams, particularly across McGlean, and you were too open. You needed to play that type of game probably to get yourself into the game so you at least have a platform. And I think that's why the Donegal teams have... Probably progressed that wee bit more now, but listen, lads, a brilliant, brilliant roundup. Can can I get a championship winner uh, from either of you? Are you going to stick to your own boys, or is there anybody else outside that you think is going to win this championship? No, I, I think it's going to come from them. I think Unions are deservedly favourites, and in Sean Patton, they've a massive weapon and kickouts, and we see how important they are in the modern game, Brendan. So I think I'm going to plumb for St. Unions. And 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 you're going to stick with the home boys, Michael? Yeah. No, I would have to go for uh, St. Eunice's favourite, <laughs> so. Very yeah, good, thanks. Yeah. Very good. <laughs> there you have now. Yeah. Pressure's you on. Have, Pressure's you on, Kevin. You have the players, and you have the players, and you have the population, and you have you have 20 teams up there, so you, you must well, be like, laughing at the rest I, of I, I would, I could accuse you of being cute, but you know what? I, one thing I'll say about you, and you're, you're, you're diff- you speak your mind no matter where it was or what we were doing or what dressing room we were in. You're a man that speaks his mind. Like, I, I always respected that. Uh, like, fair play to you, lad. And I still couldn't keep manners in you, boys. <laughs> <laughs> a top, you need a straight jacket, man. Listen, uh, thanks very much. Uh, top stuff, top stuff there. Michael Higgerty and, and Brendan Kilcoyne round up the, the senior there. Listen, great chat, lad. Thanks for that. Thanks, Brendan. Good luck. Brilliant stuff, yeah. That's rounding up the DL debate uh, this evening. I want to thank, of course, Michael and Brendan there for their input. Ryan Ferry earlier on. 
and of course Kenneth here for producing the show. Next up is the Monday night sessions. The two boys is going to get your feet tapping. Right? Stay tuned for all that. And the DL debate will be coming to you next week again. And we'll look back at the championship games that have been played. Stay tuned. The DL debate with Sister Sarah's Letter Kenny. Serving food you'll love in Sarah's Kitchen.